welcome to Royal Generations Podcast, hosted by me, Lucia del Pilar. On this episode, we have a very special guest with us who will share with us her journey and give us insights into social media influencers. Enjoy! Thank you everyone for tuning in into this very special episode. I have a very special guest with me. I have known this young woman who she is definitely like the life of the party. Um, she is someone who truly has a tender heart, um, whose work ethic I know is pretty much impeccable. Someone who you can really trust, not just only to do business with, but even life with. And I want to give no further more introduction because this person is amazing as she is to Val. Um, she is someone that I know already for quite some time because we belong to the same ministry, even though I have already been, um, she has moved, but she has her own business and she does social media influencing for Mark. She does marketing for social media influencers. I'm so sorry. And her business is called Thrive Corp. So without further ado, Valerie, welcome. What's up? Let's see. How are you? Thank you so much for being on with us today. So I wanted first for you to share with us because you're someone that I know who has a lot of um, influence when it comes to people. You know, you are the life of the party. So I wanted for you to share with us today um, your journey and your story. And, you know, have you always been a person that is very well known and, you know, to share with us your story? All right, cool. Well, first, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Um, and as far as that, I would say, just to give you a little background about me, um, I'm obviously from Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know if you knew that, but I was born in Atlanta. And um, I moved to Miami at like 10, 10 years old. And um, as far as like always having some type of, I don't want to say influence, but I mean, I guess a person of influence never likes to admit that they have influence. Um, but yeah, I guess growing up, I, I I was always a people person. So I really loved to be around people. I love to make people feel welcome. So yeah, I would say ever since I was small, um, I mean, as far as I can remember, maybe like third, fourth grade, I, I always remember kind of like having a lot of friends. And um, But I think the biggest key to that was always just remaining true to myself and being myself and making sure that uh, everybody felt welcomed, everybody felt you know, important. So yeah, growing up, it was a pretty cool journey because um, I would say the biggest struggle for me was not like making friends or like, like being able to fit in. My biggest struggle was always making sure that people felt, you know, welcomed. And I would always like, I would say maybe beat myself up to make sure that everybody felt like they were able to be around me or like even in high school you know like every year it was like best all around or class clown or something as far as like I was always used to being you know around a lot of people so yeah it was something that I've always had I've always carried um, I don't take it lightly I used to um, until I noticed that it was something definitely divine you know I, I know that this is something that is above me it has to be it's it's it wasn't given by just because I'm a cool person so I don't take it lightly at all especially now in the industry that I work in um I I think it's a huge responsibility to 
be somebody that attracts people because you're kind of like the only voice that that person may or may not have. So yeah, it's been a pretty cool experience. Uh, but I love people, so I think that's what's kept me so grounded and so able to, I would say, influence the people around me because I just enjoy the company of people. So yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for sharing with us. And so, tell us for how long have you had this passion? you know, to be able to help people of influence, you know, through the business aspect of things? Well, I didn't, I didn't know that I had, I would say, what we call grace and favor or this like special, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I I would say just good vibe that uh, Mm -hmm. people of authority and influence, I would say caught on. I didn't know I had it, obviously, um, up until I would say maybe, I don't know, maybe when I was like, 13 14 I just I don't know maybe started noticing um can you hear me hello yeah yes 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 oh I don't know what happened on my phone yeah so yeah when I was like 13 14 I just started noticing um that a lot of my mom my mom is a businesswoman so fun fact my mom's a businesswoman and a lot of her friends you know they would like talk to me about their business which I didn't understand and I'm, I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like 14 years old and they're talking to me about their business and you know growing up I would say like when I started noticing I the first person of like actual influence that I ever spoke to um to me was like a, the biggest shocker like it was like I couldn't believe it it was kind of like if, as if I was starstruck a little bit but I wasn't I just I knew that this was an important person and we're all equal, obviously. We're all the same. And, you know, I, I think that's the biggest key is when you realize that people of influence are just people, I think it's easier for you to connect with absolutely, them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so much easier. Um, but, yeah, I noticed growing up, um, I did grow up in the church. Uh, so I would always get, like, people that would tell me, like, hey, like, God is going to use you with celebrities and it. Hello? Yeah, sorry. sorry. Got cut up. Sorry, okay. everyone. Uh-huh. Continue. Yeah, sorry about that. So, yeah, I never understood that um, ever. I was like, what does that even mean? Um, I didn't understand, but I did write it down. I think um, just just a fun fact, if, you, if anybody ever tells you something about yourself that leads to positivity, write it down because you never know mm. what you can get from that. So I, I did would write it down. I would write it down. I, I actually still have composition books when I was like 14, 15 of things people would tell me. And a lot of those things have came came true. So, you know, basically when I started noticing like, okay, like there's, I don't know what it is about me. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to take advantage of it and make sure that whatever, you know, relationship is being cultivated, whether it's a friendship or in business, that I'm giving some type of value to these people, Um, especially people of influence. Like the need is so, I would say their need is so much stronger than ours. I would say Uh, Mm. just because they're in the limelight and stuff like that. So this has been happening since I was about 14, 15. Uh, The first time I got connected with um, an artist, I would say that's, you know, very well known. I was like 16 and that changed my entire course of like literally my entire wow. my whole I would say my whole life because it confirmed everything that I had been kind of building up to at that up until that point 
what people were telling me. It kind of never made sense until I met this person. And then I was like, wow, maybe this is true. So maybe I should start kind of building with what I have type thing. So it changed my entire life meeting this person. Wow. And you were in your early 20s. So younger in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in my early 20s now. I'm 20. Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was referring to that. You're now in your early 20s. But this happened when you were, you know, in your teens, in your mid teens and even younger. Yeah. So I believe that that has definitely been part of even your upbringing in terms of like your growth from becoming and coming out of being a teenager to now being a young adult that you are. Yeah, so for that's sure. awesome. So I wanted you to tell us who was then that first influencer. How was the experience with that first influencer that you were just mentioning right now? Um. So it's it's a pretty long story, but I'll just like cut it off just for time's sake. But um, it was actually really funny because I didn't know that this person was, I would say, known or somebody with influence. I, you guys can probably look it up. Um, it was a, a late Mexican American singer. Her name's Jenny Rivera. Uh, she passed away, unfortunately, but apparently she was huge. Had no idea who she was. Um, she, you know, on the day of that she passed away, I'm like scrolling through my TV. And I see that this woman's funeral is on, like, every network, literally. Like, CNN, Univision, Telemundo, mm-hmm. like, Fox. I'm like, what? Like, who is this woman? You like, know what? I, I said the same thing. Because <clears throat> it's crazy that you mentioned her because I actually saw her funeral as well. Wow. And I actually saw her live in person because I used to do this thing called seat fillers where you would go oh, in yeah, yeah. I into... Oh, yeah, fillers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know seat fillers yeah that's that's an ultimate plug when that's, it comes to yo, like yeah that's OG. <laughs> so i did premio juventud just a little bit funny story i actually did uh the music goal for chino y nacho which is this latin group of like two guys um venezuela. and they did a song called yeah from venezuela and they did tu angelito soy yo and i was one of the background dancers um because like the theme was like jocks versus geeks oh and my so God. they had like they had like um stands and obviously they had the professional dancers there and then i was one of them so that's how i got into you know seat fillers and one of my friends told me about it so i remember actually in i think it was for premio juventud because I did Premio Juventud and I did Premio Lo Nuestro. Or maybe it was Premio Lo I Nuestro. I think it was Premio Lo Nuestro. That I, actually did, that I actually did, that I actually saw Jenny Rivega live. Like, she was, like, three feet away from me. But wow. I had no clue who she was because I would always follow, like, other Spanish artists. So, wow. so just so crazy going back to what you were saying, that you had no clue who this person was in your life. But follow, follow, please. <laughs> Yeah, so I had no idea who she was, but um, I figured she was obviously some type of legend or icon or something important to the culture because she was on every network. So I tuned in, and as I tune in, um, I'm never going to forget this. I I was watching her children. She has five children, and they were basically, one of them was leading a, a worship song. Always. Yes, I remember seeing you remember that. that. I remember seeing, yes. And I didn't know that was a Christian song until I looked it up. And I was like, oh, my Jesus, that's a worship song. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, that's, oh, my God, that's so funny. Like, so I'm watching that. 
and it touched my heart in a way where, like I said earlier, I'm a believer. I I love I love the Lord with all my heart. But I'm gonna be honest. If my mom is in a casket two feet away from me, I promise you, a worship song is the last thing that's gonna be coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have a lot of questions. But uh, this you know this girl, her name is Jackie. Uh, you guys can check her out. She's awesome, Jackie Jackie Rivera. Um, she she's leading worship and something that they touched my heart and I just felt I'm like wow like I I want to connect to this person I want to there's something very special because I mean you have to have some type of heart or something like to me it was like a heart of gold being able to see that you know your mom is obviously you know not there with you anymore and you're still leading worship so basically I um I started taking it into prayer. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person. I don't consider myself a church person, but I do consider myself a spiritual person. So I started taking it into prayer, and I was like, okay, God, um, if you want me to connect or whatever it is, because there's certain people that you see and you just know that they're meant to be in your life. And absolutely, that's what I felt. And I didn't, like I said, I don't know these people. So I went into prayer, and I was like, God, just make it happen. Uh, moral of the story I was able to get her email like six months later. Uh, side note: Don't ever give up. <laughs> I, <laughs> six months. Six months. Uh, six or six or five, and I was able to get her email. I kind of sent her a very encouraging word through that email, and um, we got connected. We got connected about a year later, and like I said, that to me was a promise of God fulfilled. Not only, not only con- connecting with her, but we were able to grow into an incredible friendship. We became best friends, which, like I said, I didn't know this person. I didn't know who this person was. Um, and she kind of was the reason my career started, to be honest, because through her, I was able to meet so many other people of influence. And a lot of those influencers are the ones that I work for now. <laughs> wow. So, wow. And and I just, if I can just interrupt really quick, yeah. it just shows how important um purpose in friendships really oh, is because who you unite with can either be for your destruction or for your help oh for sure you know because i believe like you said like this person actually open helped open my eyes god used her to awaken that in you in terms of helping you like find parts of your purpose you know, and parts of what you're doing right now, which I find to be so incredible. Yeah, it's it's honestly to me like, I mean, we've been friends for about it's going to be six years. And I I never really like in the beginning of our friendship, I would always I never wanted to ask, you know, anything. I never wanted to. She would invite me to certain things. And because I, I knew that she was used to people using her, obviously, because of mm-hmm. who she was, I was always kind of like you know what, like, I want to not prove, but I want to show you that I don't want anything from you. I'm just here to deposit Mm -hmm. value into your life. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what I mean, my pastor from back home, well, me and Lucia's mutual pastor, he says this quote, and he says, your destiny is connected to a person. Mm. And honestly, I've never, I haven't, I never understood that. And I there's certain things you'll never understand until you live it. Yes. I co-sign. <laughs> it's like you can you can say whatever you want. You can give advice, whatever. But if you're not living it, you'll never understand the importance of it or the depth of it. So 
basically this person changed my life man um i have so much gratitude towards her uh i actually was working for her for a time she kind of was like i don't want to say my trial and error but she just gave me an opportunity to kind of learn and kind of she just trusted me she's like okay you know what do what you got to do and you know she was my first i would say client and from there everything just bloomed and i'm extremely grateful so yeah she took a chance on you and i think that that's something so beautiful and when people take a chance on us we can then also take a chance on someone else and pay it forward as they say you know for sure because i think that's so valuable because it's like people seeing there's a lot of people that can say like oh yeah i believe in you but it's it just takes it to a whole other level when they're like i believe in you and i'm gonna bet on you you know and i believe as individuals sometimes we can feel like oh that person's gonna bet on me but it also makes you reflect like would i bet on me like it's crazy exactly you know it's just like and it probably helped you also too it's like man if this person believes in me there has to be something big you know and it kind of makes you self-reflect if in terms of who you are in your life and it's like wow if this person can bet on me then i can for sure bet on myself you know yeah so continue sorry no no i'm just agreeing with you you're killing it (laughs) You're, you're the bomb.com for anybody who doesn't know Val I really encourage you we're gonna share her handle for social media later on but definitely connect with her because I believe that in this day and age where social media is such a huge influence in people's daily lives because for anybody who knows there's a setting on iPhone I don't know about my Android users but there's a <laughs> setting on iPhone um, that gives you insight as to which apps you are using more And most likely, the app that probably has 80% of usage will be Instagram for those who are (laughs) millennials. For those who are not millennials, that's going to be Facebook, you know? But it just comes to show you, you know, the power of an app. And this is a free app, you know? Um, But nonetheless, continue. So that was your first experience with working with the first um, influencer that you had and Everything just from what you're telling me, it just took off from there. So can you share with us then like a little bit of insight of like uh, a story or a testimony of something that happened to you as you were working with that first influencer? Like a, I don't know, like a scenario where you're like, wow, God, you're, you really came through with this one. Um, well, something that's very important that I don't want to leave out is I don't want you guys to think that me connecting with this person like it happened overnight you know this was a Mm. five-year friendship building trust um you know kind of just being in each other's life um a lot of vulnerability (laughs) on both ends you know um so this didn't happen overnight this this took a lot of time um I would say uh, more time than at first I didn't even expect it so I think that was the best thing you know when you put expectations and they don't come to pass that's why disappointments but when you're not expecting anything you're kind of just giving God the ability to do whatever it is that he needs without asking questions that's when you get excited because you don't yes. know what's coming your way and when we put our expectations on God because exactly. when we put in expectations of man like oh I'm gonna contact this person 
And, you know, I'm going to just, you know, make my hopes and dreams because of the connection with that person, then we will most likely set ourselves up for disappointment. And that's why I believe that when you surrendered it to God, I'm sure, and you just like you pray to faith, and then you just really let God do his thing, then really God came through. And I believe that he will always over exceed what we have prayed for. And and that also takes us persevering in prayer. So if you are a person that says, you know, I don't know how to pray. I've never had someone in my life to teach me how to pray. I encourage you. You could definitely connect with us or someone within your city, you know, your community. Right now we have the world at the palm of our hands through social media. Um, But there are people out there who can help you to know how to pray. There is a difference between a weak prayer, which is a repetitive prayer, and a prayer that comes from the heart because you're saying it with your spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is breakthrough prayer. There is prayers that will truly move mountains in your life. And I believe that's a very important key in life because there's we can hustle and we can grind our butts off but that's very natural but if you don't know the spiritual side of life I really encourage you to look into it and in the spiritual life I'm talking about through Jesus Christ I'm not talking about through any other entity um (laughs) but I'm really talking about you know through the power of prayer through praying in the name of Jesus because we don't pray in our own names but there is so much power in prayer And there's also power in the deeds that follow, you know, Um, and I believe that you had to, you know, make corresponding acts. Like if you were praying for this, you had to reach out to her. You get me? Um, And you had to make do that step of faith and you just then let it into the hands of God. Um, But I believe that's very important for anybody who, you know, doesn't have any knowledge of prayer, know how to pray that I really invite you in the season of your life. And I really just challenge you just to, you know, try it. And if you've maybe tried it before, I would say give it another shot because anyone can tell you there's power in words, you know, and we want to go scientific with it. 80% of our bodies is made out of water and water responds to um, energy and our words carry power, which is AKA energy. Yeah. Because we're getting scientific. And there is so much power when you speak and most definitely and absolutely when you pray onto a very real living God. So I believe that's such a testimony that's so beautiful, Val. And and just share with us, because in terms of social media influence, um, how have you grown in terms of your creativity, you know, from where you were in the beginning to where you are now because you're telling us that this person took a chance on you um but your skill sets were getting sharpened i'm sure for for where you initially were to you are now how or what tool did you use to increase your level of creativity all right so i'm gonna that's a great question um i'm gonna touch on two subjects i want to kind of add on to what you were just saying about prayer Absolutely. Um, obviously, what you said, you kind of nailed it. You said everything that needed to be said. Um, you were basically talking to, um, I think at that moment, like, you know, pers- people that don't know how to pray and the unbelievers. But um, something that when you, when you were talking that kind of just 
came into my head was this is for the for the I would say I don't want to say the church person, but this is for the spiritual or for the person that already kind of has a relationship with God. I think uh, the biggest key uh, to me and I've applied this in everything I've applied this in business. I've applied it um, in trying to bring people to, to church or inviting them to church. The biggest key is loving people without an agenda. Yeah, I, I believe that if I had an agenda with Jackie, if I, you know, even though I did have, a, I would, there's a difference between an agenda and there's a difference between when God wants, like has an assignment. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> I can testify. Let me clap to that. Like, <laughs> seriously, there is such a difference when it's your own personal agenda and there's a difference between there's a God agenda. That you need to help someone. And God is like, you need to, you need to, you need to let them know what you have because I need them to know this information as well. Exactly. I could totally relate. Mm -hmm. That's, you see what I mean? So I had an assignment and I knew my assignment. I knew that God wanted me to do something, not only in her life, but her in my life. But I never had an agenda. And I think that when you love people without an agenda, this is for the churchgoers, the believers, whatever, the leaders, I don't know what you are, but whatever. When you love, so for example, if I'm inviting somebody to church, I'm not going to just hang out with you so you can come to church. I genuinely want to hang out with you and get to know you. And I think that will literally change every relationship in your life when you don't have an agenda, when you don't want anything from that person. Oh my God, I promise you no relationship will fail in your life. And mm-hmm. that was the biggest key as far as Jackie. That, I think that's why God allowed so many opportunities to bloom from this because there was never an agenda on either ends, mm-hmm. neither her or neither mine, you know? So I really wanted to touch that because that was one of the biggest factors in in my whole weird journey that I'm on right now that I'm still in. Mm-hmm. It's It's crazy. But as far as the creativity... Uh, like you were saying, you can pray all you want, but there's still corresponding actions that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to me, uh, I started doing photography at 15. I loved it. I moved on to video. Loved it. Moved on. Um, I kind of know a little bit of everything, but I, I decided to master one thing, which was social media marketing. And my creativity back then to my creativity now is completely different. Um, I've used tools. Obviously, Adobe has saved my life. If you guys <laughs> shout out to Adobe, Lightroom, Premiere, Photoshop. Um, I've played with them all along. I love it. But the biggest thing, and again, like I said, I'm going to repeat it again. I'm a very spiritual person. And, you know, how can I not be creative if the creator of the universe created me? So uh creativity to me has always been something that I like to pull out from my private time with God uh like Lucia was saying I if you don't know how to pray I encourage you to just it's really not that deep <laughs> it's kind of really, like talking for to real. your friend you know for real for real it's not that deep we over spiritualize it but mm-hmm. it's prayer to prayer is just such a key like my god and my creativity has not only increased through prayer, because I, I do have a lot of creative ideas when I'm spending time, um, and not only with God, you know, like I'm, I'm bringing God into it, but not only with God, just meditating on myself. I think being alone, not always, I'm not a huge on being alone, but alone time is very good. And when you mm-hmm. meditate, you know, I've gotten a lot of creative ideas, but as far as like where I was back then and where I am now, 
my god i look at my work back then and i'm just like oh my god like that's so horrible i can't even believe it's me mm-hmm. <laughs> and what keeps but, me going go ahead mm-hmm. but there to the professional it was once an amateur exactly. so you have to start somewhere there's some people that i feel like even listening to this and if you have a word for anyone on Val, you can most definitely say it. But I even feel like there's people that are on this um, episode listening and you are thinking to yourself, man, I want to be more creative. I want to be more creative when it comes to social media because maybe you yourself have a business. Maybe you yourself are trying to grow a brand. Maybe you yourself are trying to help an organization and they've kind of given you the you know, the rain towards um, their social media page. And we are in this constant battle of like, okay, I got to create more content, content, content. And mm. for anybody who, you know, knows for, you know, um, general like people, like for example, Gary Vaynerchuk or other him. people, I love who, him. right? People who are, you know, within the marketing, the marketing sphere, the influencers, you know, they always say, you know, that content is you being yourself and you just putting it out there. And sometimes we, people who are within the business and the branding aspect of life can, can start to get discouraged from that and say, you know, I'm not creative enough or I, you know, I wish I was more creative or people who who even want to start t-shirt businesses for anybody who wants to start a t-shirt business. You're like, oh my gosh, I want to, I really I want more creativity and you know how I approach my marketing and how I approach this so for anybody who's listening I really just pray that you have the the ears to hear right now what she is saying because it's a very valuable these are nuggets that she is dropping and I would really just recommend you if you're listening to this as you're walking your dog in your car just in your room hanging out just really pay attention to what she's going to continue to say so continue about (laughs) um um okay so to me so a creative person is always the person that beats himself up you know so for a person who you know I don't think anybody in this world lacks creativity but I just believe we don't know how to exercise our creativity wow that's powerful that's powerful <laughs> yeah I don't think anybody lacks creativity it's it's just um I think creativity is just the ability to create so what I'm going to say is risky but Honestly, it's all about taking a risk. You're mm-hmm. never the creator never usually likes their work. Like I can do the best project of my life and think it's garbage. Wow. But then somebody else sees it and they're like, "Yo, this is the best thing I've ever seen." But it's all about the ability to take a risk and just create. That's what creativity is, the ability to create. So mm-hmm. if you want to start a t-shirt line, if you want to grow your business, just create whatever comes out of you. It may not be the best for you at the moment, but at least, you know what I'm saying? At least you did it. I feel like in social media, consistency is the key. So maybe you're not posting, uh, you know, amazing graphics yet, but you're posting every day. So you're getting your name out there. And believe it or not, in a year, people are going to be like, yo, I remember this person. Damn, look at how much they've improved. Or wow, like dang but you just have to take a risk you just have to you know what like I'm just gonna create I'm gonna learn I'm a huge I don't knock down people that go to school shout out to everybody that goes to school Mm -hmm. but I I personally I have a weird entrepreneur mentality so I like to learn from mentors I love reading books 
I haven't read books in a long time, though. That's just me being real with you guys. Watching videos, taking courses. I think if you really want to learn something, you just don't ever think like, for example, me. I think I'm pretty good at what I do. I'm not, you know, to be honest, I think I'm pretty good at what I do. But the moment that you think that you've made it, that's when you kind of just failed because yep. there's always more. There's always more exactly. to learn. So mm-hmm. that's it. Just keep learning, keep growing, watch YouTube videos. Man, we're living in an era where, wow, like literally you can find anything you want on YouTube. <laughs> like it's incredible. Like whatever you want to learn, it's on YouTube. Whatever you want to, there's a course for it. There's a workshop. There's a webinar. There's people. I mean, a lot of people are so scared to ask questions. When I'm around people of influence, you know what I do? And this is another thing. When I'm around people of influence, I ask a question. I'll talk for five minutes and I'll listen for 55 minutes. Come on. So when you're around people, ask questions and just listen and listen and listen and grow. And, you know, I think it's so doable. Social media, there's so many apps that even like... It kind of annoys me as a creator, like the iPhone. Like, I don't even need my DSLR camera anymore because of the iPhone. Like, the camera is just so incredible. So, the tools are there. I believe the tools are there for anybody who wants, you know, to use them. But you just have to take a risk and just start. Just start creating some way, somehow. Ask questions. Look up things on YouTube. Um, And, like Lucia was saying, she's going to give, like, you know, my social media stuff at the end yes I have my own business yes I work with big people but I'm never too big for anybody so if any mm-hmm. of you here have any questions or you know you can go through my page my page I never pay attention to it not anymore but dm me email me I'm down to help anybody whatever it is that you need what I've learned is to give to others so if you guys mm-hmm. have any questions you don't hesitate to ask I'm super down to answer and help you guys out Awesome. Thank you, Val. So when it came to that process, when you had to start executing, were you when you said that you were taking a risk, what was the first risk that you had to take in terms of executing, for example, that first creative project? Um, well, this is a this is something that, you know, this is crazy. So I always I, I, I learned a lot of what I learned in actually in the ministry. I served wow. I served in photography, I served in social media, and I learned a lot of what I know because of them. So mm-hmm. I never had an actual project to deliver up until I started working with Jackie, the Riveras and mm-hmm. and this is gonna sound funny, but my first risk which was the biggest risk of my whole life was actually moving to Los Angeles and deciding to actually be able to create a project or, you know, to do because everything else throughout my life, throughout my teenage years, it was always little things, you know, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I need a flyer. I need a logo. I need this. And I would do it, but I never, I didn't think I was going to do this. I I worked at a nine to five, you know? Yes. And that was going to be the next question, but okay. Yeah. You're (laughs) flowing girl. You're flowing. Uh I got you. I worked at a nine to five and, um, and I always had, and it was so funny because I I had my little desk and in my little cuticle, I call it cuticle. It's an insider, but in my cubicle, I had this big poster that said, I'm too creative to work a nine to five. And I would look at it every day. I'm like, wow. 
I'm too creative to work a nine to five. Like, what am I doing? But I still stuck through. I stuck there for two years and I would do little projects here and there, little videos, serving at church, um, my friends, yo, let me get a logo, boom, just little things until I finally had the opportunity to work with the people that I work for now and my biggest risk, which is something that the Lord had been speaking to me um, for, for years, was taking the risk to move to Los Angeles. And that was, to me, the biggest risk of my entire life. Like, as soon as I got here, it was straight to work. Like, I landed, and the next day we were working. Wow. So, so I kind of, I would say, I didn't feel, and like I said earlier, I'm going to be very vulnerable. Uh I didn't feel the weight of like or the pressure of delivering a project or answering an email or I didn't feel the weight up until like a month after I moved because it was so fast. It was so like I landed straight to work and I was working, 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 working. Uh, One of the people that I work for is actually Jackie's older sister. Her name is Chiquis. She's also a Mexican singer. So I would be at concerts with her and taking videos and doing recap videos and it was just so fast that after it slowed down that's when it hit me and I was like oh my god like like it felt almost as if I was just kind of like going with the wave and then after a month of living here I was like wow like let me go back to my first project or let me go back to like the first photo shoot or whatever it is that it was so I kind of didn't feel it up until a month because of this industry is so quick. It's it's crazy. So when I when I finally was able to sit down and meditate, that's when I was like, okay, what the heck was that? And wow. that's when everything hit me. And I was like, wow, like I could have done this better or I could have done this. And, you know, I didn't feel the pressure or anything because I was just so focused, mm. you know. So I, I think that's I, very key. That's very key what you just said. You did not feel the pressure because you were just focused. You got to execute. You got to deliver. Yeah. I've lost focus a lot of times. I think especially creatives. Uh, mm-hmm. I can be in my room editing a picture. And if I see like an interesting YouTube video, like icon, I'll click it and just stop working. I'm like, okay, let me focus. So I lose focus a lot. But mm-hmm. it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me up until like a month that I lived here. And I'm kind of right now working on certain projects and um, kind of just trying to get it all together. I feel like when you are when you are creative, there's so much that you want to do that it becomes kind of like, I don't want to say overwhelming, but there's so many ideas in my mind. I don't know what to execute first. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I could definitely relate to that because there's different branches to the big central idea that we have, you know? Yeah, kind of we have that um, brain map. I think that's what you technically would call it Um, because you're kind of sorting from like the big central idea. So I believe that it's just for anybody who's even going through that, that you are, you know, someone who, you know, the main top, you you know, the main target, but and you have different branches to that. What I believe, Val, when it's, it's something that's helped me because I have so many ideas of what I want to do is just aligning to the season and yes. what this specific season is calling me to do. Wow. Because everything will build on itself. Hmm. You got to start somewhere and know 
what God is calling you to do in this season of your life. Because for a lot of millennials, um, and there's even a lot of millennials listening to this right now, we tend to love to start something and then we tend to like never finish it and leave it to the side. You know, that's just like a habit that we millennials have for anybody who's probably between 18 and like, I think 35 or something that's like millennials. Um, But we need to start getting into the habit because there's a lot of, there is, I think the average entrepreneur starts like three or five businesses until they really hit that one business that just really blows them up in terms of like, um, career success or financial success. But I believe that when we submit our desires and our dreams onto a very real God, he is going to give us instructions of what to execute in the timing that is correct. And in the season in which that timing occurs, because there's things are going to build up on themselves. And we can say, Hey, in this season, I want to do this. But Mm -hmm. it's not the right season to do it. But it Mm -hmm. is the right thing to do. So there's people I even feel like, that you've started projects and you're like, man, why is this not working out? Well, I really encourage you. First of all, if you know God, you need to pray and you, you need to discern to see if that is a season which you need to execute that idea. But if you don't know God, I encourage you to get to know God <laughs> so you can do that very thing. Because For the sure. last thing we want to do on the face of this earth is waste time. Yep. And we can very much, I mean, the word of God is true. And it does say that everything that the enemy meant for evil turns on to a good. But there's definitely small headaches that we can save ourselves from experiencing. Yeah. If we only walk in like counsel of God um, and knowing, hey, this is going to be a good idea. You know, like you can want to write a book, but maybe right now you need to live through the book that you're going to write and that you are writing before actually publishing and executing it. Yeah. You know, um, so there are things that are going to require its proper season and timing. Um, but I believe that there's a lot of millennials that have so many beautiful ideas because this world is so much more technologically advanced. We are truly living in the best era. And I know people sure. who are probably, you know, Generation X or baby boomers who if they would happen to hear this, it would be like, no, I lived in the best era. No, I truly believe and I'm maybe I'm biased because I'm a millennial technically. I really believe we're living in the best time because truly like the world, there's eyes to the entire world, you know, like, you know, you have Periscope, you have social media through Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you know, you have, there's an app for like absolutely almost everything, you know, because people want to have more accessibility to things, you know, there's an app, I believe for, trying to find you know like um pet spas or stuff for your pet and it's literally just there's an um, app that walks your pets see look it's at like that a uber app it's like an uber for pet walkers it's like crazy. oh my god that's crazy that's crazy so it comes to show you that people are trying to save time probably in walking their dog and they rather pay for someone to do that so in essence um that's crazy it's so crazy because we truly need to value time. And I really, really feel that people listening right now that you may think like, hey, like, I want to do this, but like, I don't want to take a risk on it because I don't want it to fail. First of all, you need to take that risk. And you need to there's some people who have a fear of failure. Well, there's some people who have a fear of success. But 
unless you want to be bound to that type of bondage and not fulfill your purpose on earth, you can very well stay there. But I just encourage you and I challenge you and I just speak life over you right now, whoever is listening, that I think you just need to, you know, push through it. And you need to truly, like I said, if you don't know God, get to know God because it's going to be a life-changing factor because one thing that is very real is anxiety. And anxiety happens when you are overwhelmed of what the future may hold. So I believe that, you know, anyone listening, that if you really are thinking, hey, like I have so many ideas, but I don't know when to execute it. I think that relationship with God will definitely be a turning point factor. So you can be like, wow, okay. So in this season of my life, I'm going to focus on this. So you don't waste your time. We don't like it when people waste their time on us, whether that comes to romantic relationships, whether that comes to people having us wait because we're trying to pick them up and they're taking forever to come outside, or we're trying to meet up with them having lunch and they show up an hour late, especially within the Latino culture where we tend to run two hours behind or an hour behind. (laughs) And then we say we're on our way when we're literally putting on our pants you know um so we just don't like to waste time so why are you wasting your own time and you're not going to a source of wisdom to let you know hey i'm gonna execute x y and z in this season and then i'm gonna accomplish you know a b and c in the following season so i believe that's very true and i think that has a lot to do with creating creative entrepreneurship about what you were seeing earlier of how as an entrepreneur like you have so many things that sometimes you're just like whoa like where do i start with first so i believe that very source in terms of when to execute things is very much god yep and write everything down yes write everything down how do you write things down val I write things down, I hate to say this, but on my phone. Okay. I used to, uh, I used to write um, in a journal, but I would say like the past two years, um, you know, people, you know, like people obviously go through seasons of discouragement, but then, you know, even creatives go through even deeper because we're like, like I said, very hard on ourselves. Um, so I, I write everything on my phone, uh, since I, I tend to forget everything. I, I I am taking advantage of Siri (laughs) and this is a fun fact. So I'll just be like, Siri, remind me to do this. And then it's so funny because I'm home and then I get like a text. Siri wants to remind you to do this. I'm like, Oh crap. So I I take advantage of my iPhone. Yeah. I didn't even know I could do that like that. So I got to talk to Siri now. Yeah. I'm juicing my iPhone X. I love it so much. Come on now, putting those <laughs> Apple coins to use because that's a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But um. Yeah. Wow. But I really, really just love what you just said at the very end when it comes to creativity because this generation, especially millennials, sometimes we pressure ourselves to try to be more creative. And even in schools, like if anybody is listening and they're in high school, there is a lot more demand to use technology and to be technologically savvy um and we live in a generation where like we were just mentioning before like we have apps for everything so i believe that um you know for anybody who right now if that's you know relevant to you what we just mentioned right now definitely run with it so val to you know wrap up this you know dialogue they're basically having um is there something that you would want to share to anyone in terms of like 
because sometimes we can pressure ourselves to want to be successful. Mm. Um, but I wanted to get your intake. What is success to you in terms of your experience and your definition? You know, everyone has a different definition of success at the end of the day, but what's yours? That's a great question. Um, so success to me is, and like you said, everybody has a different, you know, a, a different opinion, but I think success is being able to do what you truly want to do, um, not what your mom wants you to do and not what mm-hmm. your professor or your counselor, but what it is that you truly want to do and be able to make income off of that. I personally don't think I'm fully successful yet, but I'm I'm getting there. I'm that's my road. Like my road, like my my mind, I'm on a road and I'm trying to get you know to this not even destination, but I'm trying to like I would say checkpoints. So I'm passing checkpoints and you know right now I'm in a checkpoint where I'm doing what I love. I can genuinely say that I love what I do. So I'm not beautiful. saying it's easy. And I think that's what people, that's actually what I just felt right now. Like, there's a, like a big misconception that because you're doing your dream job, it's going to be easy. Mm. It's not going to be easy. It's probably going to be harder <laughs> because mm. you have this expectation of, okay, okay. For people like, I'll give an example of like singers. Okay. Okay, cool. When I'm a singer, I'm a famous singer. Um, I'm just, life is going to be so good. I'm going to be making money for doing what I love. You know, as somebody that works with artists, you know, they don't see the nights that they don't go to sleep and they don't see the nights that they're away from their family. And people don't see that. People, I think, have this misconception of, like you said, success. And at least to me, success is being able to do what you love and some way, somehow make some type of income from it. Don't get me wrong. Don't I'm not saying quit your full time job and just start like, (laughs) you know, like, don't wait. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another that's another topic because there's some things that's just like lack of wisdom, and then there's some things that are full on faith, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can't so we gotta we gotta discern. We gotta discern. Yeah, yeah. You can't be crazy. Don't be quitting your full time. (laughs) Yo, Val and Lucia said no, 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 (laughs) no. Yeah, no. So but I do believe that you have to have a plan and um, my biggest thing, my biggest, I would say, advice, piece of advice to anybody watching is two two pieces of advice, actually. Um, I'm big on what's the urban, you know, culture. I'm very into culture. I'm very, very into culture. Like Lucia was saying, you know, we're millennials, but I am I'm a believer. Yes, I'm a believer, but mm-hmm. I'm very into what's going on right now. Um, in the music industry and Hollywood and hold on I think we got cut off I'm sorry yes okay we're back we're back in every area I'm very inclined to the culture Mm -hmm. I want to know what's going on and I feel like icons and leaders and what I like to call it is the leaders of the new school and Mm. I feel like they're they're created not how long you've been in the game and not how long you know, but it's a matter of just there has to be something different about you. Like, I have to be able to look at Lucia and be like, OK, you know what? She projects something different, you know. So my biggest, biggest piece of advice to you guys is be yourself, man. If it's weird, you know what? Weird is cool. 
Like, Mm -hmm. because I feel, I personally, as somebody who, I've just now come to terms that I have influence. Like, after 10, 15 years of people telling me, yo, Val, you have influence. Yo, Val, you're the Wolfpack leader. Yo, Val. Mm -hmm. I never agreed. I'm like, whatever. Recently, these past two years, I've come to terms. And I've noticed that there's such a responsibility on my life to make a way for people to break free and be able to be themselves. Like, I feel like I have a responsibility on my life to make Lucia, to make my friends, to make my family feel like they have the ability to be themselves. Mm -hmm. So my biggest piece of advice is to be yourself. Be yourself in whatever whatever area. I don't know if it's in your relationship and your job. Just be yourself. And the second is to make a plan. Make a plan Mm -hmm. and don't ever settle. I think that's the problem with... I would say maybe 70% of our generation is that they settle. They're like, okay, you know what? I want to do music, but music's never going to give me money. So I'm just going to give up on music. And then you have people working nine to fives that are miserable and they're 35 years old and they hate their, their job. So don't settle, you know, don't settle, you know, go to work if you have to, cause we mm-hmm. have bills to pay, but come home and grind, bro. Like it, it's on. not going to be easy. <laughs> And if I could tell you the nights where I would go home and I would wake up, I worked from eight in the morning and I got out at five. I would go to church. I was very involved in the ministry. After church, I would come home and stay up till two, three in the morning, working on ideas, working, you know, learning. So that's the biggest thing. Don't settle. That's the biggest, biggest recommendation. Awesome. Thank you so much, Val. I just want to encourage anybody to reach out to her when it comes to social media influencing you know, she has her own business, Thrive Corp. So definitely connect with her. You know, that's your plug. <laughs> You're a person that's going to connect you. Um, and definitely people will, like she mentioned earlier, there is such a connection between destiny and purpose and the people who will bring you to there, sure. to that point. Um, so everyone who wants to reach her, Val, if you can say your Instagram handle and any other social media that you do use. All right. So, oh, man, I'm kind of sad to say this. I just changed my I was Valis World for like eight years. Yes. I just changed it like two days ago. So it's kind of making me sad right now. Uh, My Instagram name is underscore Valerie Silva. So underscore Valerie Silva, V-A-L-E-R-I-E Silva. Same thing as Twitter. Uh, That's pretty much all I use Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And if you can share your email, your business email, so anybody who wants to contact you within the business and hire you and work with you and collab with you, what is your email? Email is ValerieSilvaPR at gmail.com. So same as my Instagram, ValerieSilvaPR at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Val, for anyone listening. Um, I just really pray that this really, you know, was a blessing to your life that you really got a lot of feedback and very valuable nuggets from, you know, this major platform that Val has and that we both we all have, which is social media, but above all that you all really received and that you really have a change of mindset, because what we know is that faith comes by hearing. So I really do pray that your faith has increased as you have listened to this podcast. And if you have gotten, you know, great feedback, you know, we, I want to hear any type of feedback that you guys have in terms of how this has helped you. So don't hesitate to share. So you can always, you know, subscribe, leave a comment, 
whatever it is, reach out to me through my social media. And you are all part of Royal Generations. You are all hashtag warriors. So I just want to conclude and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much, Val. Dale, thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.